Welcome to Work From The Inside Out, a podcast that highlights real-life stories, practical strategies, and best practices for transitioning your career from unhappiness and dissatisfaction to fulfillment, meaning, and joy. Now here is your host, career and executive coach, Tammy Guler loeb Hey, everybody. I am really delighted to introduce today's guest, Stephanie Voza. Stephanie has been a writer and author for more than three decades. For the last nine years, she's been a columnist for Fast Company, one of my favorite publications, where she covers leadership, productivity, and careers. Her byline has also appeared in magazines that include Inc., Entrepreneur, Success, and Parade. And she has written for numerous companies such as U.S. Bank, Smartsheet, MasterCard, LinkedIn, and Intel. Stephanie has also written two books, including one she co-wrote with a teenage philanthropist. In 2006, she launched a website called The Organized Parent, where she sold products to help make busy moms' lives easier. She sold the company five years later to Franklin Covey. Earlier this year, after suffering a personal tragedy, she launched a blog to chronicle her mission to put more wow moments into her life. Please join me in welcoming Stephanie Voza. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Tammy. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you being here very much. I've been a fan of your work. I've been reading your columns and just said, I have to talk to this person. I really love her work. So I'm delighted to have you here and I'm really excited to learn even more about your journey. So as you know, on Work From the Inside Out, we love to begin at the beginning and talk about your formative years a little bit and see how those may or may not have uh, informed where you are today. So take us back to some of those earlier years and, and tell us tell us about them. This is a great question. And I had to think about it. And when I thought about it, I, I kind of realized I was surprised I hadn't connected the dots earlier. So I had a really happy childhood. Two amazing parents that were present and engaged and just wonderful. And I really thought that my childhood was just typical and normal until I got a little older and I realized that my friend's parents weren't like mine, especially my mother. My mom was someone who did everything with gusto. I mean, when she was a teenager, she was president of the Elvis fan club in her city. Uh, she danced on uh, um, uh, American Bandstand, if anyone oh, is old enough to remember I, that show. I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And her nickname was Crazy Legs. So oh, she was. That. She was. Yeah, she was something else. And um, she worked also when I was growing up. And back this is in the 70s. In our circle, I think she was the only mom who worked and she sold real estate and she set records. She was a trailblazer. She, you know, created new records in her office. I mean, she really, anything she did, she did it all in. And she really put that same spirit into raising my sister and me. Um, one of the stories that I think is kind of a, a good example is when I was about 
six, she um, entered me into a beauty pageant. Oh, wow. This is before the days of toddlers and tiaras. This is, this is uh-huh. in the 70s. And I had to model two outfits, a party dress and playwear. And so she had a dress custom made for me. Um, was white with little white gloves and she had a matching parasol made. Mm -hmm. So I came out like none of the other girls had a parasol. And then for the playwear competition or the, you know, part of the, of the pageant, all the other little girls had shorts and a cute top. And I came out in complete horseback riding gear with jodhpurs and boots and a velvet blazer and a whip. And a wow. whip. So, wow. I mean, she just, you know, she took, she kind of taught us if we're going to do something, go all in, go, go big. In. I love yes. it. And then my dad really complimented my mother because he taught my sister and I that we could do anything we wanted. And his, his big thing was to say, how hard can it be? And so I really think the two of them combined have given me this foundation where I haven't been afraid to try things, to to go after what I really want, even if I think the chance of me getting it is slim. Mm-hmm. So thank you for asking that question because I had not connected those dots. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I, you know, I can really appreciate that. Um, having been a a girl who grew up in the 60s and 70s myself and and was also really encouraged to believe that anything I wanted to do, I could do. But that wasn't the case for um, females at that time um, normally. So it's it's nice to hear that. Yeah. To hear that. Yeah. And talking to some of my friends, I learned that that was not typical. So I'm glad you had that same experience. Yeah. Yeah. So and where did you grow up? I'm just curious geographically where where were you? Outside Chicago, about an hour outside Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, Rockford, Illinois is, is the city. Oh, Rockford. Yes. Yeah. So um, so take us forward from there. Um, sounds like you had a, a really lovely childhood, which is always nice to hear about. I did. I um, I went to college. I went off to college. Um, I went to Loris College, which is a small college in uh, Dubuque, Iowa. Hmm. I originally thought I was going to be a pharmacist and I took a one of I had to fill an English credit and I took a writing class and that just changed everything. I ended up changing my major and uh, much to the surprise of my parents, I went to the registrar's office and changed my major. But um, I decided to become a writer and my original plan was I wanted to write advertising. I had this idea that I was going to be sitting in a big conference room around a big table and writing slogans. And when I graduated from school, in the meantime, my parent, my dad worked in the auto industry and we got, we were transferred to Michigan. So I ended up moving to Michigan. When I graduated from college, I did get a job at an ad agency, but it was in the custom publishing department. And we created magazines um, for companies like Chevrolet and Frisky's Cat Food and Century 21 and PGA. And so I got a job in that department. And that's when I started writing articles. And I would get sent on travel assignments and I would interview interesting people. And that's how I kind of 
fell into the kind of writing that I still do today. Wow. Was, was through that, was through that. Yeah. Huh. So, so your love of writing really just developed from that one class you took in college. It did. That's it amazing. Did. Isn't that something where yes. you, you, you make one choice. I always think of those as, um, you know, those sort of those pivot moments where you just make one decision, not knowing any idea where it's going to go. And it, it changes everything. That's so amazing. Well, and the truth was that I was taking a lot of science classes and math classes for the pharmacy major, and I was struggling. I was, And I had always done well in high school, but I was really struggling. And mm. this writing class was the only class that I just loved, and I was doing well in it. And so I it really, it was an accident that I, it just, you know, how like, you pick something that fits into your schedule, and I just picked that one kind of out of the blue. And so it really did change the course of my life. Yeah. And and so you started off more in the sort of co- it sounds like copywriting advertising type of work. Yes. So we published magazines. So for, for example, if you bought a Chevrolet car, yeah, um, the dealership would send you this magazine, and it uh. was it was a regular magazine. There were of course there were advertisements in there for Chevrolet products, but we would do stories um, about travel, and so. The very first article I ever wrote was a feature on a man who traveled around the upper peninsula of Michigan in a Chevrolet van, and he wrote for the Detroit Free Press. Um, And so I traveled up to northern Michigan to interview him, and he was the that was the very first story I ever wrote. And um, it was a lot of fun. I worked for that company for gosh, I don't even remember several years. Wow. Getting sent on various story assignments. And uh, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. So what made you decide to make a change at some, at some point, clearly you stopped working for that company. What, what, what was that point like for you? Well, I met my husband and we moved to Tennessee Ah. and he worked for General Motors and was transferred um, to Tennessee. And at that time we um, were starting a family. Um, I, before we had, before we had our first child, um, I wrote for the Nashville newspaper here, the Tennessean. And I started writing, my first stuff was to write fashion and home. I was on a freelance basis. And then I wrote it, but once I had uh, our first child, I started to write more things about parenting and family events in the city and things like that. And so my career just kind of shifted as my life shifted. Um, I stayed home. We we have two boys. I have two boys. Mm. Um, and I stayed home with them, but I freelanced a little bit. And as my coworkers would leave the paper and go to other places, they would often bring me with them. They would hire me to write for wherever they had gone. I So my work kind of randomly, organically Hmm. expanded. Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, as a, as a career coach, it's kind of like what I say to people all the time. Most people find their next job through their network. Right. And, and it sounds like, and, and because I think you had this, this wonderful foundation of, you know, parents telling you, you could do pretty much whatever you wanted to do. You probably stayed open to whatever showed up and, kind of 
dipped a toe in the water and then went swimming wherever wherever the water was it sounds yes. like I did I had one of uh, um a, a co-worker had left uh the Tennessean and gone to a business magazine and he needed somebody to write economic development guides well I had never written anything even close to that yeah but he said would you be interested and I thought well like my dad would always say how hard can it be sure <laughs> sure I can do that and so that's kind of been how I've gotten into these different niches um in writing was just by thinking well sure I can try that some have panned out better than others but yeah. they've all given me a lot of um experience and ability wow. to to try new things wow what would you say was the most unusual thing you were asked to write? Oh, gosh. Um, well, then one of the most fun things I got to write, well, there's a, there's a few. One of the most fun things is I got to go um, on a bicycle trip in Vermont where we biked from bed and breakfast to bed and breakfast. Uh -huh. And I was there for a week. That was a lot of fun. Um, I interviewed the host of the dating game, uh -huh. um, and I got to spend the day behind the scenes with him. That was, that was great fun. Um, was that Bob I, Eubanks or someone else? No, it was the new dating game. That was, oh. it was a guy named Jeff McGregor. It was like a, they were doing like a reboot of it, oh. of the show. And, uh, and so that was fun. I got to spend the day on the set there. Um, that yeah, I've like I don't know. Yeah, I've had a lot of different fun. Wow. Yeah, those are those are really, those, you know, and then you talk about economic development yes. and yes. fashion and all yes. these things. And um, that that is fascinating. And um, and so you've just continued to just I don't mean just write because I know how much work it is. Um, and you've also written two books. So how did, how did the books come about? Um, especially you did one with a teenage philanthropist that that's kind of interesting. How did that come about? Yeah. So I, uh, took a hiatus from writing when we, um, so we lived in Tennessee, then my husband's job moved us back to Michigan. And so oh. I took a break from writing for a little bit and I launched um, a website called The Organized Parent, where I sold products to help moms get organized. And it was when I owned that company that I wrote a book. Uh, that My first book was called The Five-Minute Moms Club, and it was tips on quick things you could do to make your life easier. And then it was through that publisher, they were, they were um, the publisher, or the, no, it was the agent of uh, a girl named Talia Laman. She was at the time 16 and she had organized uh, during Hurricane Katrina, she had organized kids to go trick-or-treating and raise money for um, the hurricane relief. And so she started a foundation to help because a lot of kids would reach out to her and say, how did you, how did you, I want to do something. How did you do it? And so she started a, an organization called random kid and ah. it's basically the power of any random kid can make a difference in the world she ended up speaking she was on a speaking tour she got a book deal from simon and schuster but she needed some help writing the book and so the agent from my book 
was also her agent and he connected us. Wow. And so it was a total random, like, you know, random kid. This was a random meeting. Wow. So I worked with her on that book and the, that book is, is called the, the power. Oh gosh. It's been like 12 years since I wrote it. Um, I don't remember the title of it, but it's about how any random kid or any random person can make a difference. We'll we'll put that in the show notes. We'll find okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Thank that's, you. that's fascinating. Um I bet you didn't see that one coming. No, I did not. I really did not. And I am still close with her family today. That was oh. a wonderful experience. Wow. Yeah, she went on to go to Stanford um, and really impressive young girl. And so, um, but that was a great experience that I did not see coming. It just kind of like it landed, you know, they called and said, would you want to help this this girl write this book? And And so, of course, I said yes. Wow. I love it. I love I I just love all the the sort of twists and turns and different experiences that you've had. How did how did um you come about to start writing about leadership and productivity and careers and all because that's how I discovered you was through yeah. Fast Company. I'm curious about how that how that came about. Well, the way it happened is when I took my break to launch the website, I I was I had been so inspired beforehand because um, I would interview a lot of business owners when I was writing the economic development guides. Mm. And I always thought that would be so great to start a business. And that's why I launched the website. But at, I realized after I sold the company that being a writer and being a freelance writer is a business. And I hadn't approached it like that before. I saw it more as a, not really a hobby, but as the work always came to me kind of organically. So I decided to set out and really market myself as a business writer who's a former small business owner. Ah, And I took my job very seriously. I joined um, ASJA, which is the... American Society of Journalists and Authors. I attended conferences. I networked. I really started to build my circle. And that made all the difference in the world. Someone introduced me to an editor at Entrepreneur Magazine. Mm -hmm. And I started writing for the, for that for that magazine. That was one of the first that I started to write for. Mm -hmm. And then my editor at Entrepreneur left and went to Fast Company. And she oh. took me with her. Oh wow. And I've been writing for her. Now I realized it's 10 years. She just celebrated her 10-year anniversary as an editor. And and she said, you know, that means you've been with me for 10 years too. So Fast Company opened a lot of doors. Um Fast Company is a sister pub to Inc. And so that's how I got into Inc. And mm -hmm. it just it really, it truly every job that I think I have gotten, every writing assignment and every editor I've met has been through someone. I knew it's yeah. very, very little cold stuff, yeah. mostly warm connections. Yeah. Well, I think that's the way of the world in general. I, I, I feel like a broken record sometimes telling my clients that, that really the, the best pathway to your next opportunity is, is through word of mouth, even if it's someone you don't know today, but the more people you talk to, the better your odds are of finding out about you know, either an interesting company or an interesting role or just 
another pathway to something that could be more meaningful and satisfying to you rather than just looking online at, at job descriptions. Um, I, I'm constantly telling people that. So your example is perfect for that. Um, that's terrific. And, and so this is, I mean, I just really enjoyed all the, the different pieces that you've written about this. The other thing that you've been doing is um, writing a blog called Wow Moments. Tell us about that. So that, the idea for my Wow Moment blog was actually it happened a couple years ago. I was uh, taking a tennis lesson and my instructor, who's 84, which is a wow moment all in itself. Yeah. She was a she was a former HR director. And so she would start off the session with like an icebreaker activity. And so we played two truths and a lie. Uh-huh. And I had always wanted to play that game. So I was really excited. And the people in the class were saying things like, I have two cats. I like oatmeal cookies. I love to ride my bike and things like that. And so when it got to be my turn, I said, I've written two books. I've been on MTV in in my bikini (laughs) and I was a contestant on a game show. And everyone said, wow. (laughs) And the instructors said, that's how you play the game. And so we stopped the game stopped for a minute as we talked about the truths, which were I was on MTV in my bikini and I had written two books as we just mentioned. <laughs> and I thought maybe I had inspired the next person to maybe, you know, dig a little deeper, but it actually went right back to, I like dogs. I like, you know, chocolate chip cookies, same kind of thing. And so I was driving home that night and I thought, am I unusual? I mean, I get not everyone's going to be on MTV in a bikini, but right, like right, surely, right. surely people have things that they've done in their life that are our wow moments. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, when's the last time I've had a wow moment? And it, and I couldn't, it had been a while. So I decided I was going to change that. And, um, a couple of weeks later, a friend of ours who hosts a radio show was going to be going, um, there was a city near where I lived that had had a horrible flood and just terrible devastation. And so he was asking people if they wanted to come with him. He has this, he had this big RV with his face on the side of it for his radio show, but he was trying to get people to come in and volunteer um, with some of the, um, some of the work that needed to be done. And so I, I went, I said, mm. sure. And it was a wow moment for sure. And I came home and I thought I was going to write a blog about it. And then I just put it on the back shelf and went on with my daily life and for, and kind of forgot about it. I think, I think it's easy to just focus on the regular routine stuff. And so, and that's what I had done. Um, And then something happened that changed everything. And that was um, the day after Christmas, we found out my husband had a tumor on his pancreas and it was cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but yeah. And he a four month, really, really strong battle and um, he passed away. I'm so and sorry. So, thank you. That was, um, that was a wow moment that I would never have seen coming or wanted, but it made me realize that life is too short. And so all those things that I said I wanted to do someday or those things that 
sound like fun, but then you say, oh, I'll do it later. All of a sudden it became a lot more urgent. So I got that blog post out and decided that that's what I was going to do. I was going to put more wow moments in my life. Mm, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate you sharing that. I think, I mean, for so many reasons, I appreciate you sharing that. And um, I'm sorry for your loss. And, and, and yet I, I can appreciate you, you know, really taking your grief and, and putting it into some action in that way and doing something that you love to do. Um, and, uh, yeah. So the, the blog, you just put entries in whenever you, I know I've read some of them. It's been a little while, Mm -hmm. but I have read some of them. Um, is it something that you, you put entries into on a regular basis or just whenever you have a wow moment? I do. I post twice a week. Oh, okay. yeah. So, you know, I knew I, I wanted to make sure that I kept with this practice. And I I knew that putting some structure around it would really help me mm. move forward. Sure. And so I knew the blog would be helpful. So I blog twice a week. One uh, or Tuesdays, my blog post is generally um, tips and advice on how to put more wow moments in your life. And mm. then every Friday I share what I call my weekly wows, which are some of the wow moments that I experienced over the week. And they can be big, they can be small. Yeah. Um, they can happen spontaneously, or they can be something that I planned for and may yeah. happen. I love it. And I, I can imagine too, you know, some of some of these wow moments are probably things that it's it's how you frame it for yourself, how you look at it, right? In terms of, you know, I went out, I don't know, I went out for a walk. All right, I went out for a walk. But what did you notice when you went out for a walk, right? Right. And, right. and how do you just even take something that sounds so ordinary as going for a walk and realize that there are things that you might notice along the way that you didn't notice before? I think it's one of those things like my sister will will call it like you decide to buy a yellow car and all of a sudden you see other yellow cars all over on the road. Uh-huh. And it's it's like that for me with my wows. It's mm. it started where and I I actually go for a walk every day and I always find something that makes me stop. Something I would have walked right by in the past. And whether that's a feather on the ground, which I've seen to find several of those, or it's a, one day I was walking and I noticed that there was a, um, a branch that had somehow grown through a fence, like the, the slit, a slat in the fence mm-hmm. and had bloomed a flower on it. And I just stopped mm-hmm. and looked at it, you know, or it's just listening to laughter. You know, I, one of the places I walk is a, is a park and the kids on the playground, just really listening to their laughter. And so there's so much that's around you. If you slow down and take your blinders off. Yeah. It's just, it's just a matter of taking the time and being intentional. Yeah. And so, yeah, I find something every day that can make me say, wow. I love that. Yeah. 
And then other things are big things that I plan. Yeah. That I plan for. And so. Yeah. What, what, what kinds of things have you planned for anything you can share with us? Not that we won't go and read, but. (laughs) Of course. So I, um, I had made a list of a hundred dreams of things I wanted to do a couple years ago. I had made this list. And so I, but the list was the word doc that sat on my computer untouched for a long time. So I got that out and I had a list of these things that I always thought would be fun. So taking an improv class was something I thought sounded like fun. Uh And so I signed up and I, that was one of the very first things I did. And I took an improv class with second city online, Uh which was so much fun. I really, truly enjoyed it. So that was a while that I, and that took me out of my comforts. And a lot of my friends were surprised I did that. But, and I was surprised I did it too, but I was glad I did it. I really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um, so that was one thing I did. Um, I got a tattoo. That was another thing I did. <laughs> I, my, my, that had been on my list. And my actually, we, my my boys, I have, two, I have two sons and my oldest got married. And so my daughter-in-law and my two sons, we all got tattoos. Oh, fun. So we did that together. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so it's just been <clears throat> things like that, that yeah. just big and small. I wanted I to be, it. one of my things on my list was to be an extra on a television show or something. Uh-huh. And I found a casting company that was looking for extras. They were filming a a promo for ESPN's college football <laughs> day. And, and so I, I've, I went on it and you can't see me because I'm in a crowd, but that was just a fun day that I, that uh-huh. I got to do that. And so it's those things now where I think, oh, that sounds like fun. I know mm-hmm. if I don't put it on the calendar right away, it's gonna it's gonna go away. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna for, I'm gonna forget about it or think I'll do it later. But I've gotten yeah. to where I'm very uh, intentional wow. about those things. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun, a lot of variety too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, what's next on your list? Anything that you can share with us? Well, I do have. This is kind of a weird one, but. For some reason, and I can't explain it, since I was in my 20s, I have wanted to ride on a Zamboni uh-huh. during an NHL hockey game. And uh-huh. we found I found out, surprisingly, uh, a friend of a friend actually is the Zamboni driver for the Nashville Predators. So he told me, you can do that. Here's where you sign up. So that's, I, have, I don't have a book yet, but that is, I've waited for, uh, for hockey season to come back, but that is on my schedule. Well, and, and lo and behold, see how networking has paid off one more time, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I found you got to put yourself out. You got to put this out into the world and, and it'll, and things just align to make it happen. I love it. Oh, this has been so much fun, Stephanie, to talk to you. I appreciate hearing your story from learning about your childhood and your parents and, and all of that. Um, and your wow moments. I feel like I'm having a wow moment with you right now. So, so how can people learn more about you and your work? Where, where would they find you? What's the best place? Well, you can find my work at Fast Company. I work for the, uh, work life department. I do nine stories a month. So I'm not hard to, I'm not hard to 
to find there. And then my blog is wow-moments.com and I blog twice a week. And I hope people find inspiration in, I've been told by several people that just reading about my stuff has encouraged them to do their own. I have a friend who signed up for a hip hop dance lesson because she knew that I took the improv class and she thought, well, if Stephanie can do that, then I can do something fun too. And I have another friend who got a tattoo because of my, you know, of being encouraged by me. So, um, I would definitely just encourage people that whether it's fun things or it's something in your career, like Mm. whatever makes you say, wow, go for it. Don't wait. Like seriously, life is too short. Be intentional about the things that you really want to do and put them on the calendar. I love it. What great advice. And I was just going to ask you my final question. I think you already (laughs) answered it, but I'll ask it anyway. And see if there's anything else that you want to bestow on on our audience. And that is, you know, as you know, we we really do like to talk about the different changes and decisions people make throughout their careers. And a lot of people listening here do, you know, are thinking about what's next for them. Um, What would be a key piece of advice you might give to somebody who's trying to make decisions about what's next in their career? You know, I would say, don't be afraid to reinvent yourself and don't be afraid to try new things. I really, I think that so many, so much of my life has, has happened and evolved organically because of something I was willing to try or because of someone I met. And I really believe those relationships make all the difference and they have Mm -hmm. opened so many doors for me. So Mm -hmm. I would say, get out. From behind your computer, a lot of the people that I've met, I did in person. I would go to conferences and just, I made great friends Mm. Um, and just put yourself out there because you never know what can happen. And so many of the things I've done, I could never have imagined doing when I was in my twenties and that just happened and being willing and open and being not afraid to say yes. And to try things, even if you're afraid you're going to fail, like just try it. Yeah, I love it. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here today. This has been an absolute joy. Thank you for having me. This was fun for me. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Stephanie Voza. It was so interesting to speak with her and learn about her early life, her various transitions, and her wow moments. What is your key takeaway from our interview? If you are interested in any of the resources mentioned in today's podcast, you can find them in the show notes on my website at www.tammygoolerlobe.com forward slash podcast. Just look for episode 239. Are you anticipating your next professional move? Check out my award-winning book, Work from the Inside Out. Break through nine common obstacles and design a career that fulfills you. It's available through my website, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, independent bookstores, or through your local library. If you are inspired by this episode with Stephanie, please share it with your friends and colleagues, and please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Remember, subscribing is always free. If you're enjoying the podcast, 
It would mean so much to me if you would write a brief and honest review on Apple Podcasts. It's easy to find. Go to my website, tammygoolerlobe.com forward slash podcast. Click the link near the Apple Podcasts button to follow the instructions provided there. You can also help sustain this podcast by buying me a cup of coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Tammy GL. Since this podcast is self-funded, your support is acknowledged and appreciated. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's never too late or too impossible to increase your sense of fulfillment and satisfaction in your work and other meaningful activities, including your wow moments. Let me know how it's going for you. I always love hearing from you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Work From the Inside Out podcast. For more information, you can find us at www.workfromtheinsideout.com.